Hi everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Pokemon Snapshot. Tyler, can you believe it? We still have not been canceled. Honestly, I cannot, and people are actually still listening to us, even though they know what's going to happen. Yeah, and we even had someone tweet at the Pokemon Snapshot Twitter, which you can find at Pokemon Snapshot. And this comment came from Walt658, and it says, How come Ash, Misty, and Nurse Joy weren't more surprised by the fact that Meowth was talking? And I just want to throw out there that this was not my mom or my grandma or any of my family members that I forced to listen to this thing. No, I have no idea who this person is, so we would like to thank you for for tweeting at us. And But it's kind of funny because I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Yeah, I know. Like, it seems like we really dropped the ball on that one. A Pokemon has never been seen talking before, so... That was a huge surprise that Meowth was talking, and it's never really explained until the end of Season 1 how he learned to talk. Okay, I didn't even know that. Like, I just have always known Meowth to talk, so I just did not connect the dots on that one. Yeah, like somewhere in the last 20 episodes, but we will get there in next year, maybe? If we're not cancelled. Yeah, if we're not cancelled. Alright, so let's get into the episode, and we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget, you can find us at Pokemon Snapshot on Twitter. You can email the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com, and you can listen to us wherever your favorite podcasting place is, at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker, Pocket Cast, any of those places. Overcast. Overcast, yep, that is right. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. It will help other Pokemon fans like yourselves find our podcast. All right, let's get into the episode. So, we are getting ready to watch episode three, Ash Catches a Pokemon, which in Japan it's called I Caught a Pokemon. And that that's okay too, I guess. Um, you know, Jeff, I was going to say, we are three episodes in and I'm still jamming out to that intro. Yes, yes, for sure. I love that intro. It is one of the best songs on the planet, really. Yep, I, I, and I've said it before. I think I said it in episode one. If I ever started working out, that would be in my workout playlist. In fact, probably just on repeat. And I'd be one of those obnoxious people that didn't have headphones on. I'd like to be playing it like in my pocket or something, because that's how I roll. You would be the obnoxious person. Well... This episode, as I said, is called Ash Catches a Pokemon, and it aired in Japan on April 15th, 1997, and aired in the United States on September 10th, 1998. Alright, so the episode begins with Ash having a Wild West showdown with Caterpie. He he throws a Pokeball at it, claiming that it is his. He goes, you are mine now, and he heaves the Pokeball at the Caterpie. So that is a continuity error that we are already coming into with this so in our last episode in pokemon emergency he doesn't say caterpie you're mine in fact he just says pokeball go when he throws the pokeball and see that's a lot less dramatic so i can see why they changed that um so he hits the pokemon with the ball he hasn't even wounded it yet and then stands staring at it as it does that oh so familiar shake and wobble the pokemon is trying to escape from the pokeball will the pokeball hold and I just want to say that even after playing Pokemon for years, like I've I've been playing the Pokemon game since Red. Red was my first was my first edition. I took a few years off in college when I was too cool 
Uh, look how that turned out for me. Um, and honestly, it still gives me anxiety to this day, especially when it's like a high-level Pokemon that I really want. That, that shake and wobble, it, it's anxiety-inducing. And in the episode, when it started happening with this Caterpie, I was like, man, I really hope he catches that Caterpie, even though I have no reason to root for him at this point. I, I feel the same way you do, Tyler. In fact, even to this day, when I play a Pokemon game, I hold down the B button or the A button, whichever one it is, when I throw a Pokeball because, you know, back when we were kids, we had the playground rumors. Yes, absolutely. And one of the rumors was if you held down the button to throw a Pokeball, it would make it easier to catch a Pokemon. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we had the same rumor and did the same thing. And this was like, you know, pre-internet, well, internet for kids and social media and all that stuff. And so, like, it's kind of amazing how these rumors just seem to have spread around all over the place with seemingly all by word of mouth. Yes, because Tyler and I grew up in different parts of Iowa. I was in the southeast. He was in the northwest. So it's crazy how just, you know, we didn't know each other till we got to college, but we somehow had the same rumors but even to this day i hold down that button because maybe it will help me you never know it doesn't hurt it at the very least so might as well keep doing it um but you know after the after the wibble wobble is done uh ash has success he finally caught his first pokemon and it only took three episodes to do it uh did you notice how traumatized caterpie looked how as he was getting sucked into that pokeball I mean, he is just minding his own business, and then this kid comes out of nowhere and tries to enslave him, so I can imagine that being a little bit concerning. I mean, maybe it just doesn't feel good getting sucked into a Pokeball. That is something that I would love to study. That is true. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he knew it was coming. He's like, oh my gosh, here it comes again. Another bad day. Uh, but then Ash immediately begins cheering excitedly, even though he caught one of the easiest Pokemon to catch. Um, and he, of course, claims that he is now closer to becoming the ultimate Pokemon Master. That's a bit of a reach, Ash, but I'll give it to you because you're having a moment here. I mean, he's one Pokemon closer, so that he technically is closer. Yep. And, uh, and, and you know, after and, and as he's doing this, he's actually spinning Misty around as she begs him to stop. Uh, Pikachu faints. The whole thing is just madness. Um, he's having a real great time because he caught this Caterpie. When he is done, Misty continues to exclaim that she is afraid of bugs. This was something that was kind of mentioned in the last episode. Even in the Pokeball, she is afraid of this bug. Not really sure how that works out, but it does. She is still afraid of it. And Ash interrupts her and talks about how safe and warm Caterpie must be inside the Pokeball. I don't know how he would know this. Is that actually a thing, Jeff? I, I really don't know. I mean, if it's so safe and warm, why won't Pikachu get in his Pokeball? That's a valid point. Pikachu's, like, staring off into the distance, like, in shell shock, like, I'm never going back into one of those ever again. When he is done, you know, he kind of lets the, uh, Caterpie come out, um, up, and I forgot to mention before that, he tells Pikachu that they're going to catch many more friends. He calls them his friends, um, but then he decides to let Caterpie out of the ball, like, immediately after catching Caterpie. Um, and, the, and, and the Caterpie, for some reason, decides in that moment that it rather likes Misty, and it starts running, running towards her and rubbing onto her leg. Um, she says Caterpie is disgusting. Caterpie gets sad and looks like it is about to cry, and I just want to point out Caterpie is having a bad day. I mean, we talked about this last episode. What is with all this Pokemon bullying? They've been... I don't know what the deal is. Like They're like, oh, they're a low-level Pokemon. Let's harass them. And capture them at the same time, or try to capture them up until this point. 
Um, and, and, you know, Caterpie's having a bad day. It, it's not a good time for him. Also, why doesn't he just run away? He's been captured. He's been sucked into a Pokeball. He gets let out immediately afterwards. If I were a Pokemon, I would be gone the moment they let me out of the ball. I would be. I'd be like, I'm not doing this. I'm not being hauled around with this kid, uh, being forced to fight other Pokemon, and being, you know, dissed on by this by this uh, ginger girl um, who doesn't like me because I'm a bug. Not that I can help the fact that I am a bug. Uh, and Misty even goes on to say, like, she is making fun of Ash because he likes Caterpie and she doesn't. She goes, you know, it takes a worm to know a worm. She is still ticked off about Ash losing her bike. <laughs> and actually, and this was different in the Japanese version where, um, let me see here. It says in the original version, Ash comments that he and Caterpie he and Caterpie are the same kind of heaven, and Misty retorts that their heaven is her hell. <laughs> wow. I really wish that would have made it into the English version. Yeah. So, I'd also like to point out here, I don't like bugs like Misty. I mean, it's a little different here because bugs don't understand what we're saying, but this Caterpie obviously understands whatever language is spoken at it. Mm-hmm. You can't be dissing on the Caterpie, even if you don't like it. Like, here you can be like, I don't like spiders. The spider's not going to be, like, you know, hanging around in the corner of your room later, like, soon you will be sleeping and it will be my time for vengeance. Um, you know, but but the Caterpie could. Theoretically, the Caterpie could get vengeance for this. But, yeah, as I said, I don't like bugs, and particularly, I don't like when they're, they crawl all over me. And what I was kind of imagining, like, I don't feel... You know, you get their little legs on you. Like, I remember in science, I had to work with those hissing cockroaches. Yes. And being an elementary major, I had, I was one of the only guys in the class. And like, we'll make the guy go get the bug. And I'm like, yay, because I hate bugs crawling all over me. And, you know, I just want to throw out there, I'm sorry, Jeff, but what class looks at you and goes, this guy, he can handle the manly stuff. When you're the only man at the table. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I was actually, and I was a science teacher, and I love bugs, and I was always very happy to deal with the bugs. Yeah, so I just don't like the feeling. And what I was kind of imagining when Caterpie's rubbing up against Misty, or even when he climbs up Ash's arm and gets on his shoulder, I'm like, ugh, I would hate to feel that on my skin. See, I'd just be like, oh, a friend. But I don't hate bugs. For me, it's rodents. I don't like rodents. Rodents are pretty bad, too, but I think... Just like you're coming around to Pikachu, I think I'd be okay with a Caterpie. Uh, also during this time, Misty says she hates three things. Bugs, carrots, and peppers. In which I have a little information about that. Um, Ash complains about girls and their selfishness. But in the... So, on this, you know, she says she hates three things. And tells what they are. They're bugs, carrots, and peppers. In the actual original version, Ash is saying that girls are just selfish ah, has nothing okay. about her hating things that seems uncalled for and then one other thing i have this is the point in the anime where misty mentions that she's 10 years old in the original version in the japanese version oh okay that's interesting so yeah so misty is the same age as ash and maybe that's why they get along uh again where are misty's parents why don't they care you know, does she just, like, call them up and go, Hey, Mom and Dad, I'm going to go hang out with this boy and follow him. Yeah, I'm going to follow him into the woods. 
catch Pokemon after he stole and destroyed my bike. Yeah, no story has ever started out good like that. Nope, it has not. Um, Missy suggests then after this point that Pikachu can be her friend and Ash can have Caterpie. Ash tries to explain that Pikachu only likes him and will zap anyone else. Of course, at this moment, Pikachu has to throw some shade on this situation and begins hugging Misty, proving him wrong. I don't think he actually likes Misty. I think he likes hurting Ash. That's what I think. He's like, these zaps aren't working. I'm going to emotionally hurt Ash now. Um, and it worked because he was devastated. Um, you know, th and this is some interesting character development for old Pikachu. Um, you know, does I, I, I personally think that he's just moving on to more emotionally damaging Ash. Um, but some could say that he's actually starting to uh, become less, you know like a jerk that he has been in the last couple episodes. Yeah, and well, Pikachu, you know, kind of signing with Misty, this will also be brought up in a episode not too far in the future. Ooh, I cannot wait. Uh, but but Ash gets upset at seeing this because um, Pikachu's emotional damaging has worked, and he scolds Misty for hurting Caterpie's feelings, and he says that he is leaving Misty and begins to walk away dramatically with Pikachu and Caterpie in tow. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and during this, Ash does a Japanese kind of insult where you pull down your eyelid and stick out your tongue. Okay. I saw that, and I was like, what is this? So, it is called a kanbei, and it's kind of a sarcastic thing kids do in Japan. Uh, it's not. It's kind of like the kid version of just putting up your middle finger at them. Okay. Sure, that makes sense. Um, but, but then anyway, you know, as they're walking away, Misty goes, well, I'm actually coming with you because, uh, you still destroyed my bike and you owe me a bike and yada, yada, yada. And then the banter, the incessant banter continues. And at this point we break scene and we end up at camp. Um, Misty and Ash have made a camp. Ash built a fire. Well, Misty probably built the fire because I'm not sure that Ash would be capable <laughs> of accomplishing anything like that at this point. But who knows? Maybe I'm just being a negative Nancy. They have an electric mouse. We're pretty sure Pikachu probably started the fire. That's true. That that's a valid point. Um, and, and then the but but the bantering is continuing. They don't like each other. They're arguing. And, and at this moment, Pikachu and Caterpie, who don't like the don't like the arguing, and they look sad. They begin looking up at the moon and having an indiscernible conversation about it that seems to lead to nothing, in all honesty. Um, they're just, like, saying their names over and over again to one another, as Pokemon are wanting to do. And um, though they do get excited, you know, they, they do get excited towards the end, so I'm assuming maybe Pikachu reassured Caterpie. Um, there were some sweet 90s soap opera tunes going in the background as this happens. And overall, it seemed like things were going well. But then, of course, you know, Caterpie looks over at Misty sleeping and gets sad again. Caterpie just really wants Misty to like it, and she doesn't. So, something I've noticed here is when they do look at the moon, they Caterpie sees a Butterfee flying by. Okay. So, my thought here is Caterpie just really is like, you know, she thinks I'm ugly. I'm going to just try and become beautiful. Jeff, that is amazing. I completely missed out on that. Jeff is better at like picking up like little details like that than I am. That that is truly I'm I'm gonna go with that. That kind of changes the scene for uh, me. and this is skipping clear to the end, but since we're kinda of talking about it, let's just mention it that at the end he looks up and he sees a caterpie or a butterfly fly by 
again, and then something happens at the end of the episode, which we'll get to at the end. Mm, I cannot wait. Um, you know, well, morning comes, and Misky again begins freaking out because I guess Caterpie must have crawled up and slept right next to her. Doesn't seem like a solid choice for him, but he did it anyway. Um, and she's still being a jerk to Caterpie. Ash again jumps in to, to defend Caterpie and scolds Misty, saying that he doesn't know why it even likes her to begin with, and honestly, I don't either. Um, Caterpie then gets distraught and slowly and dramatically crawls back into its Pokeball. Which is something that we just learned that Pokemon can put themselves into their Pokemon on, balls on their own. Okay, interesting. Uh, th and that's a valid point. Um, and it's at this moment that a Pidgeotto flies down and uh, Ash pulls out its... Ash gets super excited seeing this uh, Pidgeotto and he pulls out his Pokedex. You'd think he'd be a little bit shell-shocked for these you know, types of birds at this point, but he's not. Um, he pulls out his Pokedex. The Pokedex reads off some information about it, and then it ends with warning him that this could be a dangerous Pokemon. So what does he do? He says, I'll show you who the dangerous one around here is, and he throws a Pokeball at it. Did um, he not learn anything? That's what I was going to say. Asher has a lot of confidence for someone who has accomplished almost nothing in three days on the road, except for destroying literally everything he comes into contact with. He destroyed a bike. He destroyed an entire, well, helped destroy an entire hospital. Like, things aren't going well, but boy, that has not deterred him. He has some spirit. And, of course, uh, after he throws the Pokeball at the Pidgeotto, the Pidgeotto just flaps its wing and swats it away. Misty then finally, for the love of all that is good, I cannot believe that it took this long for somebody to say something to him about this, but Misty chimes in and explains to Ash that he needs to actually weaken the Pokemon first. And instead of just accepting that device, of course, or advice, of course, Ash becomes defensive and tells her to keep her big mouth shut. That was his exact quote. It's like Ash. She clearly knows what she's doing. She has other Pokemon. Like, she's just kind of tagging along with you because you damaged your property. Like, seriously, you got to kind of get over that. Um, he then decides in this moment, after telling Misty to keep her big mouth shut, that he's going to send out Caterpie to fight the Pidgeotto. Um, and that's when it, it goes into the Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? So, the Who's That Pokemon for this episode is Caterpie, who has the exact same Japanese name It's in Japan. It's also known as Caterpie. So, makes that nice and simple. Uh, some information about Caterpie. He's number 10 in the Pokedex. He's a bug-type Pokemon. He's one foot tall and 6.4 pounds. That is a hefty caterpillar. That is. I love it. Uh, his category is the worm Pokemon. So Misty was kind of correct when she says it takes a worm to know a worm. Ha <laughs> uh, And he evolves into Metapod at level 7. Uh, this is pretty simple, but Caterpie's name comes from Caterpillar. Uh, his Japanese name is based off of Kiatapira, which is caterpillar in Japanese. So which is, so caterpillar sounds pretty similar in both languages, so his name was able to stay the same. And he's also based off of a caterpillar with its color and eye spots closely resembling those of an Asian swallowtail, eastern tiger swallowtail, or a spicebush swallowtail larva. Its antenna is similar to an osmotarium, an organ unique to swallowtail caterpillars, which, like Caterpie, they use to emit a foul odor. 
The tip of Caterpie's tail resembles the horn of the rear in the most species of hawk moth larva. So, and actually the swallowtail business is interesting when we talk next episode, which will be about Metapod. Okay. They put them right in order. So, when we talk about Metapod, it's going to be even more interesting because he has some swallowtail roots as well. All right. That's awesome. Um, Caterpie is a... So, his biology. Caterpie is a Pokemon that resembles a green caterpillar with a yellow underside and teardrop-shaped tail. There are yellow ring-shaped markings down the... Down the sides of its segmented body, which resembles its eyes and are meant to scare off predators. Its most notable characteristic is the bright red antenna on its head, which releases a stench to to repel predators. Despite these features and its camouflage and green foliage, Caterpie is often preyed upon by flying-type Pokemon. Its four tiny feet are tipped with suction cups, permitting this Pokemon to scale most surfaces with minimal effort. Now, something I just wanted to talk about, flying-type Pokemon, that caterpillar is still one foot tall. Flying-type, there's not a lot of huge flying-type Pokemon, so even preying on them, you're gonna, they're going to get meals for a long time. That is true. I mean, it's kind of like in real life. You like look at these like hawks and things, and they scoop up entire rabbits and small dogs and stuff. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me that they would go after that bigger prey. You know, hunt less, eat more. So next, we have his Pokedex information. In red and blue, it says, Its short feet are tipped with suction pads that enable it to tirelessly climb slopes and walls. Um, Pokemon Yellow says, If you touch the feeler on the top of its head, it will release a horrible stink to protect itself. I kind of wish Misty would have touched it so we could have just made her hate it even more. I just want to say that that all sounds really wrong out of context, but continue. Uh, in Ruby and Sapphire, it says that Caterpie has a voracious appetite. It can devour leaves bigger than its body right before your eyes. From its antenna, the Pokemon releases a terrifically strong odor. Uh, Pokemon Sun says when attacked by bird Pokemon, it resists by releasing a terrifically strong odor from its antenna, but it often becomes their prey. So it releases this odor, but it doesn't really work. That seems effective. That does not seem like an evolutionary trait that would stick, but, you know... Well, it kind of doesn't. I mean, if you go on with Caterpie's evolution line. That's true, it doesn't. Uh, And then Ultra Moon says, Its body is soft and weak. In nature, its perpetual fate is to be seen by others for food. So Caterpie literally just exists so others can eat. (laughs) That is sad. Yeah. (laughs) No wonder Caterpie's so sensitive. Uh, some trivia about Caterpie is Caterpie was both the first Pokemon to be captured and the first Pokemon to evolve in the anime. Uh, until the release of Pokemon Platinum, when it became able to learn Bug Bite, Caterpie was unable to do anything to a ghost type except struggling and lowering its speed. That's all I would do against a ghost type, too. <laughs> Caterpie is tied with Weedle, Magikarp, Iglybuff, Carvana, Attack Form Deoxys, and... Donjourner for having the lowest special defense stat of all Pokemon. Yes. So, that is Caterpie in a nutshell. Awesome. And going back to what you said during your uh, during that segment, um, Caterpie's weak to flying types. Flying types literally eat Caterpie, and we have now come back to the episode, and Ash has flung Caterpie into attack a Pidgeotto. And, uh, of course, it starts immediately getting beat up by it. Um, Misty informs him of his mistake, 
Uh, and, and Ash watches in horror as Caterpie is being just destroyed by this Pidgeotto, and so he decides to pull in Caterpie and then send out Pikachu. He tells Pikachu to use Thundershock, and it works on the Pidgeotto. Um, the Pidgeotto is stunned. It's like, whoa, where'd this come from? I was about to get a meal. And then uh, Ash throws the Pokeball, and then more anxiety-inducing, wibbly-wobbly-type Pokeball stuff. And hold it shakes. B. It hold B. It shakes, and it shakes, and it shakes, and Ash succeeds in catching Pidgeotto. Yes, and then off of that, this is the first episode in which a main character catches more than one Pokemon of different species. Ash starts the episode by catching a Caterpie. He now catches Pidgeotto. This wouldn't occur again until working my way back to Mew 1,088 episodes later. Holy cow! I feel like we need to have a party to celebrate this moment. And then the reunion 1,088 episodes later. Heck yeah, so party time. Uh, and Ash apparently feels the same way because he begins to celebrate, and of course, Misty has to rain on his parade, interrupts him, and scolds him for not knowing anything, and saying that he needs to use strategy, i.e. not send a bug-type Pokemon, you know, after a flying-type Pokemon. And of course... Another exciting thing about this is both these Pokemon he catches today, the Caterpie and the Pidgeotto... So by the time Season 2 comes along and he goes off to the Orange Islands, neither of them will be on his team again. I wonder why that is. They're probably sick of him by that point. Um, but, but yeah, you know, and Ash, of course, becomes super defensive at this information. Even though it's pretty good advice from Misty, he's just kind of wandering around in the woods not knowing what he's doing. Uh, and he about got his Caterpie eaten. Yes, and this is also the first episode where they do mention type advantages but as we go on on these episodes you will notice that the anime doesn't always listen to the type advantages no way i never would have guessed that everything's been so like you know by the book so far um but but you know ash says ash as he's being scolded and it's all over um, he just says that he just needs to try hard enough and things will work out. This upsets Misty, and quite frankly, it, it upsets me too. What kind of terrible advice is that, Ash? Just try hard enough, it'll work out. No, Ash. People try hard every day and fail. That's reality. The reality you now live. All right, I'm off my uh, off my. I mean, he now. will have a lot of failure. Um, it's an ongoing thing that when Ash gets to a Pokemon League championship, he doesn't win. In fact, in the anime, he just won the Pokemon Sun and Moon Championship, and everyone was surprised because it took Ash 22 years to win a championship. <laughs> Spoiler much, Jeff. Jeez. I, I, I know, but it's going to happen, so... Uh, but yeah, then, then Misty explains that he needs to use better judgment and use his brain. I would tend to agree with this. And she also goes, birds eat worms. <laughs> you know that's further awesome. rubbing salt in the wound yeah they are not getting along at this point point. and actually after she says birds eat worms in the japanese version she slaps him for putting his pokemon in danger this was cut out of our version but oddly you can hear the sound of the slap still i actually think i picked up on that when i was watching it and i just assumed it was a slap off screen that's interesting okay then, all of a sudden, Jeff, do you know what happens? Team Rocket 
erupts out of nowhere and interrupts the squabbling argument that's been going on. They begin their little poem song thing, per usual, and Ash tells them that they are busy at the moment, and which seems something typical Ash would do, and then Team Rocket demands that he hand over his Pikachu. They explain that they need this Pikachu. He says, go get your own Pikachu, and they say, no, we want this specific Pikachu, and Meowth finally explains... Um, that this Pikachu's powers seem to exceed his evolutionary level, and that is why they want him specifically. So, I want to bring something up here. So, after Team Rocket go, you know, he is special and we need him, Meowth beats them up and says, Why are you giving away our reasoning? <laughs> and then goes on to, like, actually explain it, so... Yeah, then he explains the powers exceed his evolutionary level, and then they beat him up. But what I wanted to bring up is, why is this okay to leave in, but Misty slapping Ash is not okay? Honestly, I have nothing for you on that one. It seems like it's kind of a double standard. I guess they just don't want their main character getting beat up. I'm, I'll be curious to see if he ever gets beat up. He kind of seems like he, you know, deserves it. I, I'm gonna, I wanted to say something, but I will not because I will wait because I don't want to give any more spoilers. Okay, no more spoilers, Jeff. Jeez. Um, well, anyway, uh, Ash, Ash refuses to give the Pikachu over, obviously. And so, of course, Team Rocket sends out their Pokemon Ekans. Is it Ekans? Ekans. Ekans. So, I just want to pull back the curtain for people. Tyler and I follow an outline, and he put in, like, the phonetic spelling so he could pronounce it correctly. It's because I was struggling with it. I listened to it, like, five times during the episode trying to figure out exactly how they were pronouncing it because i've only i mean playing pokemon i've only ever seen it really spelled and i haven't seen the anime in probably 20 years so i was like how is this go now yes so it is pronounced ekans okay so they send out ekans and then coughing um ash claims that it isn't fair that they sent out two pokemon this is against the rules misty says that she will throw out a pokemon to help ash and he of course says no because again it's against the rules um what a fool Ash is in this moment. Does he not understand that he's literally being robbed? Like, he's being robbed right now. Yeah, he he's not being courageous by turning it down. I mean, he only has two Pokemon, and they're going to end up taking them from him. Yeah, I mean, he clearly doesn't understand the severity of the situation. He's being robbed. He needs to defend his Pokemon, and instead he's like, We must stick to the official rules of engagement. No, Ash, this is not the time for that. You should be, like, sending your Pokemon out and, and you know, picking up a stick or something and hitting them with it. I don't know what you want to do, but do something. Like, you can't just sit there and go, rules of engagement. No, there are no rules of engagement in war, Ash. So, uh, Misty tells them that they need to forego the rules. You go, Misty. I'm really liking you more and more. Um, or he's going to lose his Pokemon. And at this moment, coughing sludges Pikachu in the eyes. Ash picks up Pikachu and says they won't get him. He hands Pikachu over to Misty. Pikachu's down for the count. He's got sludge in his eyes. He has been blinded. I'm assuming they don't have... What is it in the games again that allows you to unblind your Pokemon? Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I should know this. You should know this. I'm deeply disappointed in you. Uh, but they clearly don't have this on their person. Misty just kind of like stares at Ash in awe. You know, Here's something he that, about the games though. If Pikachu would just get recalled in his Pokeball, he should his stats should go back to num normal, so his accuracy should go back. You would think, but yeah, it's not happening here, apparently. Um, so 
you know, Ash hands over the Pikachu, Misty stares at him, and then Ash decides he's going to throw out his Pidgeotto for the attack. They, uh, both of the Pokemon, Coughing and Ekans, try to attack Pidgeotto, and of course they miss. Ash orders a quick attack from Pidgeotto, and it also misses because Ekans goes underground. Coughing then tries to sludge Pidgeotto, and he dodges, also missing. Um, Ekans shoot out of the ground to attack Pidgeotto at this moment, and also, you're going to be able to guess this, he completely misses because Pidgeotto dodges it. Everybody's missing. This is like a free-for-all battle of people just dodging each other's attacks. It's like that famous Mike Tyson fight clip where he's, like, dodging around that dude and he can't hit him. Like, that's what's going on here, except nobody can hit anybody. I mean, Team Rock is just not very adept at their job. And apparently their Pokemon aren't either. Uh, but finally, their Pokemon do both manage to get hits on Pidgeotto, and Ash is forced to pull him back. Things are looking bad right now, Jeff. Things are looking real bad. Ash then tries to physically fight Team Rocket. He runs up to them. Of course, they just kind of, like, stick their arm out and hold him back while he's, like, flailing, you know, yeah. in the classic Pretty much going, you thing. can't touch me. Yeah, like, you can't touch me, haha. Like, you're just a little kid. And I guess we're technically children, too, but we're not going to get into that. Um, so, and also, let's point out that Ash didn't want to send in two Pokemon because that's against the rules. But I'm sure to get, I'm pretty sure going up and punching your competitor in the face is also against the rules. <laughs> Yeah, at that point he realized, oh, maybe I'm going to lose. Maybe Ash was, as per usual for Ash, he was just so confident that he was going to win, he didn't think that that was necessary or something to that effect. But then, you know, Ash decides after he fails at physically fighting Team Rocket and gets pushed back that he is going to throw out Caterpie. Now, poor Caterpie's been having a day. He has been verbally abused, and he's been physically wounded by a Pidgeotto, who's now on his team, and he has been sent out to fight these two Pokemon solo. I'm not feeling too good for Caterpie here. Um, and then, of course, they start laughing at him again, saying that he's weak. It's just not a good day for Caterpie. And that brings up a good point. When Pokemon attack other Pokemon so you can get them for your team, do you think they hold grudges against each other? I would. I absolutely would. I'd be like, you beat me up 20 minutes ago, and now I'm fighting on your team. Like, no way, Jose. Um, but but then anyway, so both Pokemon immediately start charging at Caterpie, and Caterpie, of course, cowers in fear. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and then Ash orders Caterpie to use String Shot. I don't know why Caterpie didn't think of this himself, but, you know, he didn't. He uses the String Shot and he actually manages to hit both of them. He actually connected both shots. Um, so you mean someone hit hit a shot? Yeah, they hit a shot. Um, so he hits a shot. Uh, he knocks Coughing back, and he gets it on Ekans' face. Um, you know, and, and then he manages to kick. I believe he kicks him. He kicks Coughing, who's racked up, who's wrapped up in the string shot, towards Ekans, knocking them both out of the fight. Then, to add insult to injury to Team Rocket, Meowth decides he's had enough of this and he's going to jump in. And, of course, predictably, he also gets string shot. Team Rocket then pretty much just runs away. Jeff, what did I just see? Like, what did I witness? Like, this is absurd. Like, I just... Like, this is the weakest Pokemon. Everybody's making fun of him. He's been he's been damaged. Nothing can hit anything. And then they send out Caterpie, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to knock out these three Pokemon back-to-back while I probably have, like, two HP left. Uh, like, it's no big deal. Yeah, also, 
I mean, he's using strain shot, which in the games does not do any damage. That's true, I, I, and I never used Caterpie, so I completely forgot about that. That that is a valid point. Oh my god. Yeah, all Caterpie can do is tackle and string shot. Okay, sure. Uh, and I mean, it's just unbelievable that he manages to do this. And of course, Ash is starting to celebrate with Caterpie, and you know, Misty comes in and says, "You know, you're actually tougher than I thought." Still no apology. Um, Ash kind of, like, convinces her to, like, at least pat Caterpie on the head or something like that. Um, and she kind of reaches her hand out to touch Caterpie, and, and all of a sudden he begins to, like, shoot this string out of his mouth into, like, almost a ball. He's, like, it almost looked like that scene from the alien where that thing, like, busts out of the, out of, out of the, out of the people's gut, like it was like that, except it came out of his mouth. And it's like, blah, and all that stuff. And then, and, and I'm wondering what's going on at this point as well and then we find out something amazing is happening caterpie is actually evolving into metapod yes and you will come to find out that that's not the normal way that pokemon evolve like he did it you will come to find out that that's not the normal way pokemon evolve and so um he kind of is making his cocoon like an actual caterpillar would make a cocoon but Later on in the anime, Caterpie evolved like any other Pokemon, and they turn white and just change form. Yeah, I know, which is, like, kind of less cool than the whole, like, alien thing that I mentioned before, but, you know, w whatever works. Um, but anyway, Caterpie evolves into Metapod. Ash pulls out his Pokedex, and the Pokedex explains that this was a really quick evolution. Um... I'm just saying, and I think it said it was like one of the fastest evolutions ever for a Caterpie. Yeah, but they already evolve at level seven. That's true, but 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 that's what the that's what it, that's what it says at the time. Um, I'm just thinking it probably got a lot of XP uh, from defeating all three of those Pokemon back to back, like literally one shotting them while it's at what probably two HP. Well, and I just kind of want to go back to remember when Caterpie and Pikachu were looking at the moon and Caterpie saw the butterfly fly by? Yes. I'm also wondering if that's kind of tying into that Caterpie saw the butterfly, so he tried his harder, hardest to evolve. That's a beautiful thought, Jeff. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, <laughs> I really feel like this particular scene needs some, like, 90s soap opera music, but there isn't any. They only bring that out for very rarely now, I guess. I guess so. Uh, Misty sees... Only once per episode. There you go. Uh, but then Misty, you know, is kind of standing back and watching as Ash celebrates, um, with his new Metapod, and, and she kind of decides and says to herself, wow, Ash really does love Pokemon, so he does have one redeemable quality, and she's finally found it. It took a while, took me a while too, but Ash does care. He doesn't always show it in appropriate ways. He's like that awkward kid on the playground that doesn't know when too much is too much, and then they ends up making all the other kids mad, and they, like, exclude him. He's like that kid. Finally, we're starting to see something we can like about Ash, and that's a beautiful thing. More 90s soap opera music was needed here for this. Still nothing. She then says to them, which seems like an obvious thing to say, Guys, maybe we should get out of this forest. And Ash, in typical fashion, says no. We're going to continue on through this forest, and we're going to catch more Pokemon. Um, and then the narrator kicks in, you know, for the end of the episode. And he goes on, and he explains that the group is headed into the darker portion of the forest where greater challenges await. And to be continued, 
flashes across the screen. And that's it for our episode. That's our episode. And again, it was a really fun episode to watch. I really enjoyed going back. Uh, it's fun seeing Ash finally getting more than just Pikachu. We're starting to get a lot more Pokemon into the episodes that are, that are you know, instead of just in the background, they're now becoming main characters. And I really like this, like, anime-esque action that's starting to, like, kick off. Like, you know, the the guy that's severely wounded, like, stepping up and just doing incredible things. Good for Caterpie. He deserved this because he was just having a bad day. Everyone's, you know, verbally abusing him. Well, mostly just Misty. Um, and, and then he finally gets his chance to shine, and boy, does he. Yes, and I can't wait till next episode to find out what happens to them in the forest. And if you guys are watching along with us, tell us what you thought about this episode. You can tweet at Pokemon Snapshot on Twitter, or you can send an email to, at, uh, to the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com. But I can't wait till next week when we're going to be watching episode four of the podcast. And that episode will be the Challenge of the Samurai. So, see you guys next week. Ooh, that sounds cool.